Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, it's the only time you're going to have to turn tonight, so let's just go there. What the heck? This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop or overseer, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that rules well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he falls into the condemnation of the devil. Anybody know who I just described? can't believe you're clueless about this. <laughs> Anybody know who I just described? Not the Bible verse, but who? That's right. I'm glad someone said it. It's the pastor. It's our pastor. Pastor Paquette. Tonight, I, I want to honor our pastor. In Romans 13... Seven through nine, it says, render honor to whom honor is due. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in an era when you all had essentially the same foundations, except for the people in California. They were, <laughs> they were always the offshoot. They didn't put them into any study because they were always out there. But the rest of us basically live with a lot of good foundations. You know, the FBI was the FBI and the Justice system was the justice system, you know, you respected police officers, you know. They, uh, things closed down on Sunday. You guys would be surprised. You couldn't do much on Sundays. Just sit around and play or you can go to church. That's it. You know, all the stores were closed. I remember when they first started opening stores, it was a big deal, you know. We had other foundations too, though, you know. Uh, St. John's Church, they used to have a festival every year. You know, you can count on it. Something to look forward to. First of April, everybody was fishing. You know, after you got home from school, everybody's watching Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, and the whole lineup, <laughs> one after the other. There was foundations. You know, every time I got home from school, you know, I could smell my mother's sauce about a block away. Yeah, see. And you know, uh, in our house, 
you know, my grandmother was, you know, security. She had the cash and she was a strong woman. And if anything went wrong or something was seriously a problem, you need to see grandma. <laughs> but, you know, once these foundations start going, the whole world's just upside down. I remember when my grandmother died, and it was like, what a hole, you know. And you see today what it's like when you don't have foundations. Just other things I wrote, you know, divorce was frowned upon. Man and a woman was determined by your birth, not by what you chose. You know, with those foundations and boundaries in place, it's easy to stay sane feel secure, and thrive, for that matter. doesn't feel the same today. It's a different world. It's just a general malaise, you know, just, it's, it's yucky. It's just, it's just not, not cool. You know. I feel bad for the kids who never experienced the real good stuff, and now this. And you know what the pastor is in all of our lives, especially in all you young guys, he's a rock, solid foundation. You know, you get up on Sundays, you take it for granted, we got a church to go to and a pastor knows what he's talking about every there, every Sunday. Teaching you the word from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Just take it for granted. But it's a foundation. It makes you feel good. Makes you feel secure. It teaches you what you should do, what you shouldn't be doing. It teaches you how to stay on the right path. Corrects you when you slip up. And I know God talks through them. The only times I came into this church and was, uh, you know, thinking about a certain thing, and, and, uh, and then just God answered his, my prayer through him. One time, I remember, me and Cheech had a big fight in the kitchen, and I was feeling like, ah, Christians shouldn't do this, you know, we were at a big brawl in the kitchen, and uh, sitting in the back there on that left side, I remember, and the pastor gets up and says, you know, you know, just because you get in a fight with your, your son in the kitchen <laughs> doesn't mean you lost your Christianity. <laughs> Cheech and I went, <laughs> did you hear that? Almost fell over in our chairs. Well, that's, that's God speaking through him. He's the true definition of an overseer. Biblical definition. A person God has placed in our lives to take care of us, to be a foundation. Let's go through that biblical definition of a bishop or overseer. As far as I know, he's the husband of one wife. <laughs> Blameless? I don't have anything against him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Sue does. I don't know. Blameless, as far as I know. How about vigilant? I've seen him through the years. You know, 
Many of you, me and my wife, she doesn't remember the fire station. <laughs> that was tough. You know, they had church on the side of a, a fire truck. <laughs> Fold-out chairs, cold in there, you know, and uh, small congregation. Most men would have quit. No, but he was there week after week, month after month, year after year, stuck right with it. Preach, pray for people, counsel them, they need counseling, put up with complaints and differences. I mean, I just got a small little Bible study. And we, have, <laughs> we, <laughs> we have it out there, but I imagine a whole congregation with different people with different views. It's not easy, you know. And if you're not patient, if you're not sober, <laughs> better men have flipped out. How about visiting the sick? I mean, for as long as Brenda was sick, I remember every week they'd come to the house, Pastor Sue and his wife. Lou and Audrey were always there. They'd see Pastor come. They're in the hospital. I was in the hospital, whatever. They'd always come. They'd come visit. Vigilant. Sober. That doesn't mean just free of alcohol, but just sober. Quiet disposition. Chill. You know, I... Uh, Remember, he came visiting me at the office one time, and I was complaining about, I don't know, I don't know, something in the church, this and that, maybe a person. And uh, I was waiting for a reaction. <laughs> no reaction. Just sober. Just chill. He's just chill, sober. Next qualification, the Bible says good behavior. I don't know of any bad behavior on his part. How about giving to hospitality? I've heard he's taking in people to live with him. When we needed a place to have Brenda's funeral, he opened up the church. When others would not. When we wanted to pray every day, I said, you know, we got the guys from the Bible study. I said, you know, we like to start praying every day, every morning at 4 o'clock in the morning. Sure. Come here at 4 o'clock in the morning. And then he joined in with us. He's here every 4 o'clock in the morning with us. Actually, we quit and he wanted to go on. And he opened up his home to our, our wedding. Wendy and I. More than hospitable. How about apt to teach? Whether you know it or not, you've been taught the full counsel of God here. There's no whacked out teaching like hyper grace or God has gotten rid of the gifts of the spirit. The teaching has been rock solid and based on the word. I know people have gone off. This hyper grace stuff, you know, it isn't biblical. Next one is not given to wine, not a striker. Not greedy of filthy lucre. 
You ever feel like the pastor's after your money? I've never have. Not one time. I introduced some you know, new converts. I used to be in a business of grabbing people and witnessing to them and getting them into church all the time. And uh, I brought them to another church, and I went with them for about the first two and a half months. And for a whole two and a half months, every week was a sermon on money, giving. And I said, what in the world is going on here? No more. I didn't take not one more convert there. All these people wanted your money. Like two, two and a half months, I, I could see a, a sermon or two. It's got to be, it's balanced. You got to have it. But week after week after week after week, all it was was money. And you see it on TV. Send your donation. Send this. Send this, you get your miracle. Not once have I ever felt that the pastor was after my money. In fact, I feel if you sincerely ask the pastor for his last dollar, he'd give it to you. Next line is patient. He certainly is patient. Not a brawler. Certainly not a brawler. Not covetous. He certainly doesn't want your stuff. One that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. I can only wish that someday all my kids and grandkids were following Jesus like his. In fact, I've never seen anything like it. Every single one of his kids and all the grandkids come to church and they follow Jesus. As far as they know. Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he falls into the condemnation of the devil. He's never gotten prideful. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach in the snare of the devil. As far as I know, he's got a good report of everybody within and without. Our pastor fits that complete biblical definition of an overseer. And I want to say that I didn't know what to preach on. And I was thinking about it in the middle of the night. And uh, it came to me in my spirit. So what I'm trying to say is that God wanted to honor you and uh, tell you thank you. In 1 Timothy 5.17, it says, the elders who lead are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Tonight, Pastor, I doubly honor you and thank you for not only being our pastor, but also a friend to all of us. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.